Episode with your ladies of Scarlet, Brittany Sherman, along with Sonia Mazzaleone here. I love this new uh, ladies of Scarlet thing, by the way. But I do feel like we have a brothel. It's uh, it's welcome, welcome, gentlemen, to the ladies <laughs> of Scarlet, <laughs> where there's red velvet on the walls and black carpet well, and waterbeds everywhere. Waterbeds gross. <laughs> I know. Ew. Why are they uncomfortable? I don't even uh, know what happens there. I, I had one and it was stupid. So. I uh, I actually went mattress shopping today. I think I'm gonna buy a new mattress pretty soon. Uh, that's quite a commitment. Not a, a mattress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's expensive. It is. It is expensive. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'm in desperate need of one. Uh, so this is a new top three episode. We um we recently have been talking about how we are very pleasantly surprised to see how excited and uh, interested all of our Scarlettos are in our top three episodes. And even though Ladies of Scarlet may sound like a brothel, it's not what I intend. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not. not. It's definitely no, not. It's not. Uh, we promise. Once our website goes live, you'll see uh, what my made-up mythology of Scarlet is, and maybe it'll make more sense why I refer to us as the Ladies of Scarlet. But yes. uh, we, uh, we, we, because we're numbers nerds, uh, we monitor our, our, our downloads closely and we are really excited and have started to rebrand our top threes a little bit because what we started as just kind of like throw away just for fun for ourselves, just to get warmed up, it turned, up to, turned out to be entertaining and fun and people seem to like them. Yeah. Fun for us too. I, yeah, I they're think a lot of fun. it's a... Uh... Uh, I mean, it truly was meant as a vehicle for us to warm up, honestly. I mean, I warm up a little before, mainly just singing to my dogs, which sounds totally dorky, but whatever. Um, But, you know, it's... It's, I really do enjoy our top three because I love the structure of this. And, um, you know, I feel like these little snippets of, you know, our personalities really come through I in agree. these moments. So, woohoo! Yeah. So, Brittany, what is our top three, um, you know episode for this week okay so we uh we did we kind of threw this one together last minute and i think this is going to be a little bit of a jumbled mess but it'll be kind of fun um our top three for today are our top three crime tv shows and we didn't really set too many parameters other than they should be episodic narrative we uh we said that we weren't going to include docuseries in this uh, a lot of that, I think, is due to we, at least in my opinion, is because that's what a lot of our companion episodes are. Even though we did do Joker and Unbelievable. Uh, but this is, uh, this should be interesting because we can go in so many different directions. And uh, at least for my top three, I'm using crime shows very loosely. Well, 
<clears throat> I have to say, I think I might have uh, fallen off of the the definition wagon here okay. because I actually didn't. A couple of mine are not narrative, but that's all right. Okay. All right, that's fine, that's fine. Equally entertaining. So uh, let's get started. You want to start? You're number three? Yeah, I'll start. So uh, I actually didn't cheat this week, uh, which we always do, and one of us at least always leaks in a number four, so maybe you did, or an A or a B. Mm -mm. No. Wow, we actually stuck to the rules. I think this is the first time we've stuck to our own top three made-up rules. (laughs) Uh, All right, so my number three is Wentworth which is an Australian TV show on uh, it's available on Netflix. It's not a Netflix series, but I've watched on Netflix and it's about life inside a women's prison. It's the way I describe it is a dark gritty drama only version of orange is the new black. Uh, And so it's not comedy. It's uh you have kind of your, I guess, maybe stereotypical kind of characters, but you don't have, like, the the quirky, off-the-wall, uh, very stereotypical, very eccentric <laughs> that you get in Orange is the New Black. I actually found that show, too. I loved it you when mean, it first came out. Yeah. The fun, you mean the fun criminals? The criminals yeah. that actually make it entertaining and yeah. not real. Yeah. Got these it. are, like, real criminals. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they're not, re- it's, it's, it's a fictional show, but. Mm-hmm. They're like real criminals in a prison. Uh, but like Orange is the New Black, there's, of course, like corrupt uh, guards and there's drama. And uh, I find it really entertaining. This is it's there's some information about the criminal justice system and some crime that actually takes place. But it is mostly set just like in the aftermath once they've been sentenced and what life is like behind bars in a women's prison in Australia. Interesting. All right. I like that number three. So Wentworth. Wentworth, yes. It sounds like some movie that like, um, what's that dude who's married to um, Warren Beatty? What Was there a movie that he did called Wentworth? Oh, I don't what's know. That? Were you like there a ran for office maybe. or something? I don't know. All right. So oh, I no. digress. Are you thinking of Bullworth? Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah, no, different. Not, not well. Very, very different. Worthless, I think that movie was. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that great. No. Uh, all right. So, drumroll, please. My number three. Number three is, uh, by the way, my list is fairly lame, but I'm going to make the most of it. Uh, my number three is Dateline. And it's not narrative, but I do really enjoy watching Dateline when they talk about different cr- cr- true crime uh, um, situations. And sometimes they're set up themselves you know they've you know the ones that i thought were really interesting is when they sort of set these guys up pedophiles or whatever they are setting up um or the setting up different crimes and then catching these people red-handed on uh, video it's just really weird and uncomfortable and uh perplexing so i uh, really enjoy dateline so and i enjoy the way that they kind of convey their message i think that they do a good job from start to finish of sort of getting you in and getting you out and wrapping it up in a nice way so dateline is my number three I'm rolling my eyes at you. I feel like that's cheating. I thought about saying Dateline also, but of course it's true crime. That is literally the point is every single episode. But all right, all right, okay. Fine. But that's the, that was the point. I know. All right. I did not. I don't really watch any narrative. I mean, I you'll see in a few minutes, but uh, I, my, I'm limited to my narrative shows that I watch, so. 
Okay. Um, all right. My number two, which was very close to being my number one, is Law and Order Special Victims Unit. That's a I, good one. I like I that. I don't watch that show anymore. It's in like season 21 or 22, which I, I mean, good for them. I can't believe it's still going, but that's awesome. But there was a time, probably through like 12 seasons, where I had seen every episode. I think it's fantastic. It's uh, it's very serial, um, but I think the characters are amazing. Uh, I think Marishka Hargitay is uh, tremendous and worthy of all of the props that she has received over the 20 years of playing the role of Olivia Benson. Uh, her character is compassionate, layered, deep, uh, very strong and powerful. And some of the crimes are just vicious uh, and shocking to me that they can be on network primetime television uh, and how and their raw depiction of them. So uh, there, like I said, there, I think before I said that there was a time that I had probably seen every episode multiple times of like 12 seasons or so worth of SVU. And there were... There would be weekends where I would just watch SVU marathons nonstop. I remember a few years ago, I was home with influenza for like five days. <sighs> Literally, all I did was watch SVU. Who, uh, um, <clears throat> who's the yeah. producer of SVU? Is that Botchko? Uh, no, Dick Botchko? Wolf. Dick Wolf. Got it. Okay. Dick Wolf, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, he does all of the Law and Orders. Uh, and he, now he does like Chicago Med and Chicago Fire. And oh, I have a friend working on Chicago Fire. Yeah. 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 It's kind of a fun show. I watched that for a little while. Yeah, I can't get into Firehouse stuff. I don't know. I uh, who knows. Uh, you should it's watch Tacoma. Thing. You should watch Tacoma FD. It's uh, it's by the guys that did uh, the Broken Lizard guys. They're called it's the oh. guys that um, they did uh, oh gosh, why can't I think of it? Um, oh, it's gonna drive me nuts. But they did a comedy movie about cops, about police officers. Oh, that Reno nine one one thing. Uh yes, but no, it was a movie. Those guys, I think there were some of them in Reno nine one one. But those guys also did a movie, and I am totally blanking on the title of the movie, but it's fantastic. All right, I will check. And now it out. they have a show called Tacoma FD. All right, so SVU, it's a great show. If you haven't watched it, just pick up any random episode. I think you're really going to like it. Plus, you might see some fun cameos from celebrities before they became famous in really groundbreaking roles. Interesting. So that was your number two? That was my number two. All right, so my number two, again, I'm, I'm not. this shouldn't surprise you, but Forensic Files. I love. Forensic I thought about Files. that one too. I love. I could turn that on and just let it play and play and play. I frequently clean my house to that show. Um, <laughs> I think it's really, really a great show. I love how they just do this sort of wrap up and gather so much information and so so many good interviews. I mean, it's. I think they're informative. Again, I think they start and they finish really nice and wrap it all up. Um, I have been surprised at on, on occasion when I've been watching a Forensic Files show and um, maybe it was more information than I had had previously or um, one in particular that I want us to talk about, Brittany, in the future. I had actually was I was watching a Forensic File episode. Lo and behold, a person that I had worked with on a production in Florida was on the show and the episode was about the um, disappearance of his daughter, who was later found murdered. Oh, wow. Yeah, 
was really oh, sad. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, so I do want to cover that. I, I The guy was a very nice man. He, um, I was really, I, I don't know why I didn't hear about that, but it was just terrible and sad, and it. I, we'll talk about it. But, um, you know, that, that one hits home for me. And even then, I thought they did, they respectfully covered the episodes with the people who were, um, you know, victimized. And yeah. um, they just had a really nice, thoughtful way of covering it. So I think they do a good job. But, God, I'm addicted to it. I could literally watch it all day. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's fascinating. So number two for me, Forensic Files. Okay, so number one for me, uh, this will come as no surprise to you at all, I'm sure, as I'm sitting in front of my framed poster of it, or I won't even call it a poster, it's artwork, Breaking Bad. And while Breaking Bad is not a crime show per se, a high school teacher cooking meth and running a drug ring and murder and going up against a cartel in New Mexico is very much criminal. And uh, I'm not, I bet there's, some, I bet some of that's happened collectively and together at one. Well, you know, I mean. not that long ago, there was a teacher that like a chemistry teacher, just like Walter White, that was found out to be cooking meth. So uh, it's, yeah, uh, I think there it have definitely been has happened. In, yeah. There have been chemists in the past, chemistry teachers, you know, I yes. mean, it's not, you got all the, the pieces. Why not, you know, put it to good use? So I think there was some like, you know, and, and even back in the day with like college, there used to be, um, you know, a lot of um, studies and they would have the students come and they would pay them like $5 a week to take 20 hits of acid or something. Oh, my God. And these guys were cooking this stuff up. I mean, there were a lot of reasons to be testing behind it, but um, <laughs> this is not surprising at all. So, yes, I, uh, yeah. I, I try to watch that show. I can't get into it. I know. That's what you've said before. It is you, uh, you know, from the criminal side, there's there's a lot about the cartel. There's a lot about drug trade. Anytime you're dealing with the cartel, uh, there's a lot of violence. Uh, the inner workings of the underground world of meth dealing. Uh, plus, you get to see the inner workings of the DEA uh, from a just from a entertainment standpoint. It is by far the greatest character development I have ever seen because you start the show in the first couple of episodes, and you have a very clear understanding of the main character, Brian Cranston's character, Walter White. And by the end of the show, he could not be different. He's no longer Walter White. He is Heisenberg. And to say he does a 180 and then some would probably be an understatement. It's uh, the, the first season, admittedly, is a little bit of a slow burn. But once you get into season two, it picks up and it just doesn't let go. And... The characters, the drama, the crime behind it, honestly, is the secondary, which is why I don't really consider it a criminal show. But it is, it's unbelievable. It is my favorite dramatic show of all time. And um, it's, even though this might be cheating, I don't care. I love it so much. <laughs> all right. So my number one is the CSI Las Vegas uh, show. And I... I, I, I feel like that that was kind of the, the pinnacle of me becoming really interested in true crime just because 
you know, I w- I've always been interested in true crime, but not in the scientific level that the CSI Las Vegas, um, you know, show really took you. And I know that the timelines are much longer in a typical scientific case like that where you're doing a lot of studies. I mean, they would whip in, you know, and ask for DNA and then they would get it back like within five minutes. And we all know that's not true. <laughs> but, you know. I like what they did with the different, um, you know, episodes. I love William Peterson. He is amazing. And Marge Helgenberger, who I thought was just really wonderful as well. So they had such a really good cast. And there's so much, you know, that they could cover in Las Vegas. I just thought it was really interesting. It was... um, it almost felt a bit like you were going on like a little vacation whenever you watched one of those episodes. Um, it was again, and, and I think that they're still going. It was one, I think, I think it was, so. Yeah, William, William Peterson started it as Grissom, obviously, and he was amazing and sexy and all kinds of things. And then I think it moved on to Lawrence Fishburne, um, who I, oh, I think is okay. also really good yeah. as well, but a very different kind of character. So um, that is my favorite uh, true crime episodic series would be CSI Las Vegas. And do not get that confused with CSI Miami because that is not one of my favorite shows. I used to watch <laughs> that show, but uh, the David Crusoe character. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Well, yeah. I. Yeah, I had friends who worked with him, and it was interesting, to say the least. And, you know, coming from a production background, when production people are not treated well, um, for whatever reason, I take great offense to that, because we work so hard to do our jobs, and then we have to deal with all this other side nonsense from actors and um, people people with large egos. And so it's just, um, it's really offensive. You know, I, I, there's some great actors out there that I've worked with who were respectful and were really team players. And there are others who just aren't. And, um, you know, I guess never the two shall meet. But I, I respect for the, for the actors who really take, um, take their craft seriously and take themselves seriously as part of the production team and not above it. So thank you. Is CSI Las Vegas, is that the original CSI? I think so, yeah. I think so, too. I have never gotten into CSI. I've always found it to be too over the top. And yeah, it's glamorized. Like, I mean, it, the lighting. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> it's not, they have these offices where it's like, all oh, the walls are glass. And it feels very much like uh, like Joel Schumacher would be directing like a CSI. I mean, the lighting's always dramatic and blue and red and whatever. But, you know, I I... I think the, I always thought they did a good job. It was entertaining enough for me to stay hooked, and I, I've been watching it for all of these years. So, uh, so you still watch it? Uh, I haven't watched it since um, you know Lawrence Fishburne had been a part of the team for a few years, okay. and then okay. nothing against Lawrence Fishburne. I actually really like him, yeah, but I, um, I just felt like it ran out of steam. There were a couple other characters that moved on too, and the, those were characters I really liked. So I kind of just lost interest. Okay, well, we made a pact. And we would be remiss if we didn't say anything. Oh. Because. I know what you're going to say. You do know what I'm going to (laughs) say. We agreed that we would not include. Oh, my God. I just. I can never remember the name of the show. It's our favorite show. You're. What? You can't remember the name of our favorite show. No. For reals. I know. Are you, are you just kicking this to me because you want me to say it? It's Mindhunter. No, of course it's our favorite show. With, it's you our know. favorite show. And we, we said that we weren't going to include it because 
we always have overlapping topics, and that was just going to be too obvious for us to talk about because we always rant and rave about how much we love that show. Well, and remember everything about it. We do, and and well, big shining light on that show for me is David Fincher because I think he's a genius in the way that he weaves the story visually as well as text. It's amazing. Um, But I think that we also had talked about doing, um, you know, an episode or two just. Um, covering Mindhunter because I think there's a oh, lot of yeah. really great information since Mindhunter the series the Netflix series was based on um, a, you know a, an actual story uh, actual tale of the beginning of you know the study of serial criminals and um, there were books the, 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 the show was based on multiple books so I it's you know I think it's really fascinating to see the beginning the birth of um, you know forensic studies in, in that way I thought it was really cool and I love the characters, and like I said, David Fincher can weave David an Fincher. amazing. Yeah, he, he can weave an the visual story that he tells in that show is just beautiful. It's amazing. I've said before, I think he is one of my uh, favorite, if not for sure, number one favorite contemporary directors. Uh, he's producers, showrunners, everything. Uh, Obviously, that show has inspired us for topics also because we did Ed Kemper based off of the amazing performance of Cameron Britton. And I said I was going to keep a tally of the number of episodes that I referenced Cameron Britton, and I think we're up to five now. Uh, (laughs) And uh, the the characters, the performances, the stories. And I really want to cover at some point the Atlanta Child Murders, which was the central topic of the second season along with the underlying, underscoring story of the BTK killer, which uh, takes place in the background of both seasons, and I feel like it's leading up to it. So it has inspired one episode already. It's going to inspire several more coming up, including, like Sonia said, at least one, probably more, whether we consider them companion episodes or, or side episodes, just talking about the show in general because we love it so much. We do, we do. And, and, you know, I have to give another shout out to one of the the lead characters on the show, the lead actors anyway, and that's Jonathan Groff. I think yes. that he, um, I feel like him, I feel like when he's struggling internally and where he's just so wanting to do such a good job and, and he's such an idealist, um, you know, the character is. And Jonathan Groff is such a good actor. He portrays that character in such a fantastic deep moving way and I don't want to get all weird and sound all mushy because I don't actually find him that attractive he's handsome I I, I think he's handsome but he's not my, <laughs> he's not my jam so but respectfully I think he is handsome and I know he's a lot of people's jam but um I think he's a really really good actor he's a Broadway actor this guy I think has won a he couple is. of Tony Awards um he's really really lovely so I I really really like watching him um so he, i'll just throw that out there he's also Kristoff and frozen he is and frozen two. yeah oh see i don't i mean he, okay frozen two and not frozen one no both of them okay got it he is from does, lancaster. That, does that ruin it for you i don't know i i don't know what i think i he's from lancaster pa by the way and he is lovely he okay. was born in 1985 so uh yeah. Yeah, so he's my age. Fantastic. Ish. He was two years old when I graduated high school. Thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Oh, cute little boy. Uh, he was on a couple of other shows that I really liked, too. He was on that show Looking that I thought was really, really good. Um, and also really thoughtful and lovely. So, um, 
there you go. And he also, I guess, was on um, Glee. All right. Oh, I think, yeah, it was, I think. Yeah, there I you know. go. I, I got out of Glee after the first season. I, but I did love that season. have a very um, lovely friend, Patrick Gallagher, who I love, mm-hmm. who I met on Master and Commander in Mexico. And he was on Glee for the first or second season as the coach. Yep, um, I remember him. He's so, mm, I love him so much. So shout out to Patrick Gallagher, who was amazing. He was also Attila the Hun in the Nine of the Museum um, movies. So um, I do love him, and I think of him occasionally and fondly. So, Patrick, I miss you. Okie dokie. Um, well, I think we are sufficiently warmed up for our next episode. Uh, before we move on, as we wrap up this episode of our Top Furries, any final words of encouragement? Uh, you know, I don't. I'm excited to get into our next couple of episodes. And I do want to say thanks to all of our fans out there. I um, And I, people are like, oh, you have fans? I'm like, well, yeah, I think we kind of do have fans. And I'm okay admitting that because I want to be respectful. I know that's a lot for people. And I appreciate support. So, you know, Brittany, as you said, we've our numbers are increasing. Our download numbers are increasing. Yeah. We just reached the 4,500 download mark. And we had just launched really at the end of January. So I find that really exciting. So thank you guys for being supportive of us and following us. Um, you know, we're really trying hard to make sure that we're giving you some value in what we're doing and we'd love to hear from you so please reach out to us and let us know your thoughts and your feelings um, and suggestions for future episodes as we always do we are going to uh, finish with a shout out to our brethren at the pod all the time podcast network uh, and a special shout out to the newest member podcast two studs in a pod uh <laughs> that's a good name <laughs> i know it's a great name right i know yeah. it's fun um but as always i'm going to continue to say it at the end of every show we uh, could not express our gratitude and appreciation anymore for healthcare workers and first responders during this time we thank you we appreciate you keep doing everything you are doing uh and uh, know that you have our support and if you are listening we are so appreciative uh, that you are taking the time to allow us to be part of your day and um, hope that we can provide just a little respite and entertainment for you. And on that, I think it's time to wrap it up. So, uh, Scarlettos, take care. Keep killing it. Later, Scarlettos. <laughs>